my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mark Moss Show. And we are talking about some big things today, talking about how technology is being used to push us to a totalitarian state. Now, it's always technology. Technology is what always changes the world. It's what changes the way that we work, the way that we communicate, and the way that we organize. Now, you might ask, organize what? Well, organize our lives, organize our businesses, and even organize our politics. And right now, we're seeing our politics, we're seeing technology being used to weaponize us, weaponize our political leaders, and to push their own agendas to silence any dissent or being used to create a totalitarian state. Now, what we're witnessing is a dramatic shift, one that could redefine the essence of our very democracy, if you can keep it, if you can even call it that. You decide if we're even a democracy and if we can even call it that. And look, I just want to be clear, this is not a left or right thing. It's about witnessing an alarming move towards authoritarianism. This is about we the people versus those in government that want to move us towards authoritarianism. It's the very institutions that once championed liberty and open discourse. So today, we're going to peel back the layers of censorship, media manipulation, and the unsettling weaponization of information, we're going to dive deep into the heart of the political transformation that's happening right under our noses. We're going to uncover the truth behind this totalitarian shift in modern politics and how they're weaponizing technology to do that. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Now, real quick, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. 
We're always talking about the decentralized revolution, how the world is changing as we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. And of course, today we're talking about the intersection of technology and politics. But of course, you already know, finance comes into play. And this is a really big deal. As a matter of fact, it's what I've been framing up, calling it, it's literally the fight of our life. And I mean that. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I mean that because if they take away or are able to control our thoughts, well, I should say our, our speech, then we have to control our thoughts. They control what we can learn, what we can discuss. This prevents all types of progress. And unfortunately, if they can censor what we say, they censor what you hear, and they can prevent any new, you know, freedom if they want. All right. So we're going to cover all that. We're going to talk about this totalitarian turn. We're going to talk about the censorship that's happening. The media's role in this is pretty big. Then we're going to connect all the dots for you. Sound good? All right. So let's dig in uh, first and just give you this overview of what the heck is going on. Now, you know, well, you don't know. If you listen to me, I try to try to not be left or right. I'm trying not to be Republican or Democrat. I'm trying not to be red or blue or whatever those labels are. I believe in me and you. I believe in we the people. I believe in we the people having agency, having enough smarts, enough brains, and having enough God-given creative talent to go build the world that we want. I believe you're smart enough. I believe I'm smart enough. Now, there are a lot of people that probably aren't smart enough, but that is a problem that we should solve. We should help them to be smarter as well. And I don't believe that we need rulers. I don't believe that we need rulers to tell us what we can and can do, can and can't say, think, read, speak. I don't believe in that. And I think that the people right now, you and I, the people, and not just in America, all over the world are tired of hearing authoritarian leaders telling them, telling us that we're not smart enough, that we can't control our own lives. We don't know what to eat. We don't know what's good for us. We don't know what to watch. We need you to tell us. We're tired of that. We're tired of being told that we don't know what we want and that we need to be censored. We need to be protected. I think we're tired of it. And I think we can see it all over because not just in America, but all over the world, Argentina just elected a brand new president, uh, Javier Miele, uh, what the media is calling a far right politician. He's not far right. Well, I mean, I guess maybe he's right. Again, I don't understand these labels. What he said is that the government... He called the he called the government um, the parasites. He called the government out for stealing from the people. He called the government out for continuing to pass policies that continue to put people further and further behind, continuing to steal people's lives, continuing to make their lives worse. He called out the politicians for that. Now, does that make him right? Does that make him left? I don't know, and honestly, I don't care. I don't want to pander to these left and right ideologies. All it does is divide us. It keeps us onto red team, blue team, as opposed to focusing on what the real mission is here, which is, in my opinion, human flourishment. I believe that most of us as people are the same. I mean, I believe we're all made in God's image. I believe we're the same. Now, we, uh, we you know, subscribe to different ideologies, and we have different interests and things like that. But I believe we're a lot more alike than we are different. And I don't think that Americans have a problem with the Chinese or the Russians or the Iranians or fill in the blank. It's the leaders of these. And of course, a house that's divided can never stand. So they constantly try to divide us into these lines. So I'm going to try. We're going to dig into this. Sorry for that rant. 
But I'm trying to say, look, this is not a left or right. This is not a Republican Democrat. This is a we the people versus the rulers. I'm not going to use the word elite. I hate that word. They're not elite. I would not hire them for anything. Okay. They're not elite in anything. I guess they're pretty good. At, they're pretty elite at uh, <laughs> extracting money from the government, let's say. All right. So let's just say now, however, that being said, the Democratic Party, I would call it the Democratic apparatus. We have two apparatuses. We have a Democratic apparatus and a Republican apparatus. These apparatuses control politics. Now, who controls the apparatus? Well, inside the Republican Party, there's multiple ideologies within that. So for example, you got, I guess, the far right, whatever that is, maybe fascist tendencies. You have the conservatives. What do they want to conserve? Typically, they want to conserve the Constitution. Well, I guess I'm for that. We have these Freedom Caucus members. We have some libertarian people. So there's multiple ideologies within the Republican apparatus. In the Democrat apparatus, you also have multiple ideologies, at least two. You have the radical left. That's the squad, Ilmar Ohan, you know, AOC, etc. They're socialists. They're communists. Okay. Bernie Sanders said he's a socialist. They're socialists. They're communists. They've taken over. Then you also have in the Democratic Party, you have the, the liberals, the classic liberals. You have to say that now. And they're mostly for freedom. Okay. So we have multiple ideologies in these apparatuses, but the Democratic apparatus has been taken over by the radical left. And they are now using weaponizing technology to for their own totalitarian uses. So let's dig into this a little bit. Let's understand this political shift. And again, this isn't about left or right. If you want to control power, you have to control the narrative. So, but what we're seeing is that the Democrats really became the totalitarians that they seemingly warned us about. So what am I talking about? When Donald Trump became president, Democrats predicted the worst, predicted the absolute worst was going to happen. David Remnick wrote in the New Yorker the day after the election, quote, Trump's shocking victory, his ascension to the presidency is a sickening event in the history of the United States and liberal democracy. He said that Trump was an authoritarian who's disdained civil liberties and whose election was surely the way fascism can begin. Um, we saw uh, Rachel Maddow said that she compared Trump to supporting uh, and supporting Republicans to fascists. We saw in 2018, scholar Cass Sunstein suggested that Trump would bring, would not bring authoritarianism. But then after watching January 6th, the events unfold, went on to change that and said that he now said, but now that I see what happened in January 6th, maybe Trump did bring authoritarianism. So how was it that January 6th got someone like that to flip their script? And that is what we're digging into today. Now, what we've seen is that the January 6th is the greatest uh, threat to our democracy that we've ever seen, and on and on and on. But is that the real story? Or has the left co-opted the media and technology to spin a narrative to, to make us believe that? So we're going to dig into that. I have all the facts. As I say, I have the receipts. If you just tune in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, and I got a lot to cover. We are going deep into the way that technology is being weaponized us to build a totalitarian state and what we can do about it. Don't go away. I'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. 
Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back. If you just tune in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about how, well technology is being weaponized against us to push us to a totalitarian state. And I was talking about how the Democrats warned us that Trump would be this totalitarianism, but somehow they became the totalitarians at the gate. What am I talking about? They said that Trump would be this authoritarianism. Cass Sunstein said that he thought that it would be Trump that'd be the authoritarianism, or he said Trump wouldn't be. But once he saw the January 6th tapes, uh, or what was shown from them, he knew that it was Trump that actually was the authoritarian here. Uh, but just in the last week, I believe, the brand new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, released the January 6th tapes. Now, you're not going to see them on any legacy media because they won't show them. Why won't they show them? It's a question you should ask yourself. But they are all over Twitter. And what you can see is personal video of police saying, hey, we're going undercover. We're going to instigate this riot. You can see video of the police firing into an open, peaceful crowd. You can see video of the police opening the doors and ushering people in. You can see it all for your own eyes, right? A picture is worth a thousand words. A video is worth a million words. You can see it for yourself. So Cass Sunstein said that he changed his mind after he saw J6, but he didn't really see J6. What he saw was a theatrical version that took some like 40,000 hours of content that weaved together a one minute trailer to show what they wanted to show. If you care about this, you can go right onto uh, Twitter and you can find all of this information. Okay. You can see all the videos. You can see exactly what happened. Um, like I said, you can see it. It was, it was like a tour. I mean, literally, people were just being toured around. But where did this start? Where did this come from? It didn't start there. 
but it did almost seemingly start with Trump. Now, of course, we can go back to 2001. We can go back to the Patriot Act. Uh, we can go back however far you want. Governments have always tried to use uh, media for propaganda, but it really kicked into high gear with Trump. If you remember when Trump was elected, it was also, this is pre-J6, obviously, this was Russiagate. And it was Russia, 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 Russia. Uh, Russia's uh, meddling in the election. Uh, we have to take control over the media so that we can fight the Russians off so they don't um, so they, they don't take over our media and, and uh, overturn our democracy, so to speak. But all this got exposed. Look, this is all known now. And it's not just known. This is not some conspiracy. Under the Twitter files, Elon Musk exposed all this. He released all the documents. We have the documents. We have the smoking gun, if you will. Now you might say, well, how do we know those documents were real? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you'd kind of be stupid if you said that. But you could say that, I suppose. But we know it's real because there's a case called Missouri versus Biden, where literally a Fifth Circuit court saw the evidence and said, the Biden administration, you can no longer do this and filed an injunction against them. Based off of the evidence, this is not conspiracy. This is fact. Now, we also know that the Biden administration doesn't like that. They said, what do you mean that we can't censor private companies? What do you mean we can't infringe on Americans' constitutional rights? What do you mean? So they've gone to file an appeal. No, you have to give us back the ability to do that. We know that. This is, this is a court case. It's going on. The Facebook files. This is going to the Supreme Court, too. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we have the Facebook files. We have new documents that have been analyzed. Uh, this uh, new new newsletters public has been doing a great job exposing this, and we can see the links that the Democrats have gone to to squash any opposition. But most importantly, the part that gets me mad is preventing citizens like you and I from exercising our constitutional rights to protected speech. And under the Biden administration, the FBI has been a domestic spying agency. They've been using it to spy on you and I. They've been using it to penalize whistleblowers who are stepping forward and bringing this to light. The DOJ has been weaponized against you and I, the people, while at the same time shielding him and his son. They said that the laptop was misinformation, but yet the FBI had the lap laptop since 2019. They knew about it this whole time. All of this evidence that continues to grow and grow and grow, we know it. Thousands and thousands of pieces of documentation, and yet nothing. And so we can see the weaponization that's here. Now, like I said, this goes back. This goes back to World War II. Uh, they've been controlling the flow of information. They've controlled what we see through TV, what we see in the newspapers, all of that. But really, things changed with the introduction of the internet, which is why I say it's always technology that changes the world. The internet has allowed you and I, we the people, to have the power, the power to put out information and share information at a rapid rate, and it breaks their ability to censor us. Of course, they don't like that. Now, so they use the Russiagate. Uh, they use that to stop Trump. But really what they're doing is they're using it to put laws into place to be able to control our speech. All right. Now, we already know that the entire Russiagate thing was made up. This is fact. This is known. The Clinton campaign ramped up the Russian collusion story to excuse her defeat. All right. Now, not only did they try to subvert an election, literally, while accusing Trump of doing that, not only did they um, spend, you know, however, hundreds of millions of dollars in investigations that went nowhere, most likely, tens of millions at least, but then we isolated Russia. 
And now a lot of what you could say led to this sort of Cold War 2.0 with Russia is because of demonizing Russia since 2016, making it impossible for Trump to put out an olive branch to Russia and instead demonize them, put them out in the cold and right into the hands of the Chinese. All right. This is where all of this has gone. Now, again, I don't want to make this left or right. This is we the people. But right now there's one party doing this. But let's just say that both parties could ultimately do this. We have to understand what is going on. Once free speech and political dissent is threatened, then we have to stand up. We have to be willing to protect the Constitution, right? We have to vote for the Constitution. I'm not... Let me just say here, because someone's going to take my words and, and misuse them. I'm not saying that we need to stand up and uh, get your guns and go have a violent uh, overthrow of the government. No, 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 no. But we have uh, constitutional channels that we can follow. And the first thing is to arm ourselves with knowledge. <laughs> That's the very first thing. We have to be aware of what these attacks are. We have to know that. Now, how did the left, the party who was genuinely the party that was for liberalism, for freedom. How did they become the party of censors? How did they become the authoritarians? How did they become the totalitarians? It's a very interesting question that we would like to ask, and we're going to dig into it. But we're, we're going to look at some of the departments inside the government that caused a lot of this. All right. I want to take a look at exact examples of censorship and action. I don't want to talk in generalities. I want to give you the exact places, the exact ways they've done this, the, the timeline of this. Uh, we're going to talk about how this is being funded in the government, how this is being funded. And of course, don't worry. We're also going to talk about ways that we can protect ourselves from this because this is scary. I believe the pendulum is going to swing back. I believe that we have the tools that we need to push back on this peacefully. Uh, but make a real difference. So all is not lost. Okay, it's scary. But you know what they say, it's darkest before the dawn. Anyway, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Mark Moss show, we're talking about how the political apparatus has been has, has been weaponizing technology against us to build a totalitarian state. I got the receipts, I got the dates, I got the facts, we're going to go through them. I'm going to show you how we're going to push back. I'll be back in a minute after a very short break. You don't want to miss it. So don't go away. I'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? 
It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the weaponization of censorship to build a totalitarian state. Now, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to blame. I don't want to go through everything because, man, I just have way too much in front of me. But I do want to say that this is coming directly from the government, okay? Directly from the government. Now, they're trying to have this plausible deniability and, oh, it's not us. It's these private institutions. But that is not true. We know this. <laughs> we, it's, it's absolutely false. We know this. It's out in court documents. Like I said, the Biden administration is literally – appealing a decision by the uh, Fifth Circuit Court saying that they can't meddle with private companies anymore. And we can see just how deep this is. As a matter of fact, we have uh, multiple government organizations that have um, been set up just to do this. So, for example, the EIP, Election Integrity Partnership. Hmm. They were there to stop the steal, supposedly, but yet they're the ones that are doing the censoring. We have the SIO we have the CISA. We have all these different files. We have the DHS. The Twitter files revealed a very close relationship between the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, because, of course, misinformation is a threat to our security, a relationship between the DHS officials and Twitter executives. I'm just going on a tangent here for a second. Department of Homeland Security that was created under Obama. Yes, another part of that left apparatus. Uh, to do What? We didn't have them before. Did, was the world a horrible place before? It's sort of like their own, uh, I don't want to say that word, uh, their own army. Let's just call it that. Right now, the DHS is being led by Mayorkas. Mayorkas is, I mean, some people are trying to call for his resignation or even his impeachment. He is responsible, I guess, under the new DHS to, to protect the homeland and yet will do nothing to enforce the law of land, called the Constitution, to protect the borders. That's like literally the only job of the government is to protect the borders and they won't. Millions, I think is now up to 8 million people have come across the border illegally and they won't do anything about it. Mayorkas won't do anything about it. Now, why won't he do anything about it? Is he too busy censoring Americans at home? Well, that's what the Twitter files expose. A close relationship between the DHS officials and Twitter executives. October 24th, 2020, the senior DHS official Matthew Masterson emailed a top person at Twitter, Yoel Roth, and said, quote, any chance you're willing to share a phone number? So CSED director Chris Krebs can reach out. Perhaps recognizing that the contact violated the First Amendment, Masterson added, I understand if you aren't comfortable doing that and would prefer he email. Roth responded by giving Masterson his phone number. 
after already saying it violated the First Amendment. They both recognized it was a violation, they both understood it was, and yet they did it anyway. The Virality Project even internally labeled some post as simply right-wing, which suggests that SIO's explicit intention was to censor for viewpoints, not because they were bad, not because they were harmful, but because of the viewpoint there. We can see many times that the VP, the Virality Project, misrepresented political rhetoric as uh, misinformation. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a duly elected person in the government, in a democracy, the people voted for her. She's constantly been censored. She is being denied the ability to speak and the people that voted for her are being denied the ability to hear, which is a constitutional right guaranteed by our constitution, and the government is taking that right away. For example, one of Green's tweets said that uh, that VP sent to Twitter stated, quote, we will not comply with Biden's passports after simply said, I oppose what well, I'm talking about, medicine passports. I don't even want to say the word. In the Virality Project's report to Twitter about Green. A virality project, a VP analyst wrote that VP staff had already discussed her post with Twitter during that weekly meetings with the company and that the VP and EIP consistently conflated uh, her speech with misinformation. And so they flagged the tweet and they flagged them and they shut them down over and over and over again. I'm not going to read all these instances. I have dozens of them in front of me. Uh, in the show notes down below, we'll link to a bunch of this research if you want to go read it for yourself. But what about the funding? Now, funding of the EIP, Election Integration um, Integrity Partnership, and the VP, Virality Project, uh, not only did both the EIP and the VP work with the DHS to target conservatives, but their activities were also funded in part by the government, by the NSF. What's the NSF? The National Science Foundation. Uh, they were given, uh, the NSF gave the SIO a five-year three-quarter of a million dollar grant to study misinformation while VP was ongoing, the Virality Project, right? And this grant was in collaboration with the University of Washington Center for Informed Public, the CIP, a partner with the EIP and the VP, all these three and four letter agencies. The NSF gave CIP $2.25 million for misinformation while also participating in the, VA, in the VP. All of this money is coming from the government to work against you and me, we the people. As a result, all this evidence shows that the U.S. government and Stanford are not only violating the First Amendment to the United States Constitution and interfering in elections and interfering with elections, but they also did so in a wholly partisan and ideological way. So they're not trying to uh, protect the integrity of the election by censoring extremists on both ends. A lot of times um, in polls, you'll throw out the high and the low, or in guess you throw out the high and the low. In surfing, in, in competition, you throw out the high and the low so you get a better average. They're not trying to take out the high and the low. They're not trying to get extreme on both sides. No, no, no. Over and over and over again, it's, it's, a, it's completely partisan that they're doing, right? And this is being funded by your government. Now, the media is also complicit in this. The media is then using this to also censor, to also help spread this disinformation. Now, they say they're fighting to stop disinformation, but what they're doing is they're stopping any other voice. Now, you might have heard about Media Matters. Media Matters is an organization who has basically been going after Elon Musk, Trump, uh, I'm sorry, Twitter platform, uh, now known as X, and saying that X is putting... Um, 
advertisers next to like Nazi right-wing anti-Semitic content. They said, uh, as ex-owner Elon Musk continues his descent into white nationalistic and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, wrote Media Matters reporter. Okay, so that's an ad hominian attack, calling Elon Musk a white nationalist and an anti-Semitic and a conspiracy theorist. Now, if they were honest and intelligent, they would give you examples of that. Give us a couple of examples that show how he is being anti-Semitic, how he is an extreme white nationalist, how he's a conspiracy theorist. No, no, they 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 threw out all three name calling at once. They didn't call it the racist, but they called anti-Semitic about the same thing. They threw them all out there, right? They and so what they accuse is that his social media platform has been uh, has been placing ads for major brands like Apple, Bravo, etc., next to content like Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party. Now. That's a big deal. It cost it cost Twitter a bunch of money. Uh, advertisers pulled their advertisements. They didn't want to pay for that. But now, oh, 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 now the tables have turned. Now that we have the data, there's been lots of tests done. Tests are being done by Twitter. Tests are being done by other um, agencies. And we found out that it's 100% completely false. As a matter of fact, as organizations tried to reproduce Media Matters methods to see if they could find ads next to these content in question, they were unable to do so. Even after refreshing over and over and over and over, even after changing who they follow to follow more extremist accounts, they still weren't in, unable to observe this. Now, despite the lack of verified evidence behind Media Matters claims, its tactics are highly effective because companies still pull their money away. Then more people jump on. The Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, they jumped on board. They got hundreds of companies to boycott Facebook, and now they're trying to boycott Twitter as well. This is how they take control of things. If they could just make Twitter bankrupt, or they could hurt Elon Musk enough where it hurt in the pocketbook, maybe they could bring them to heel. All right, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about how the media or how the government is weaponizing technology and the media against us to build an authoritarian state. I'm going to finish building the case and tell you what we can do about it when I come back after a very, very short break. You don't want to miss it. Don't go away. I'll be right back. All right. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. 
HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about how technology and the media is being weaponized against you and I, we the people, by the government to build a totalitarian state. Now, uh, I also want to talk about where this funding is coming from. Of course, we've talked about it coming from the government itself. But the media is also coming from the same – the money is coming from the same people who give money to the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is being funded by the same people to do the same things that the government itself is doing. George Soros, of course, gave $1 million to Media Matters. He gave $3 million to CAP. And Soros gives those donations as part of his broader support for the Democrats. He gave $80 million, $80 million to the Democratic Party in 2020, $125 million in 2022. Soros was the largest donor to the Democratic Party in 2022. You know who the second largest donor was? That was Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX, the fraudulent cryptocurrency exchange that was started right when Biden announced that he was going to run from president, became the second largest donor to the Democratic Party, has now been sensed to shut down uh, as it was exposed from fraud by people on the internet like me and you, not the reporters, not the government, but you and I had to hogtie them and bring them to justice. Now they're shut down. Yes, that's who George Soros is uh, on par with giving the other donor, FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, as such, Media Matters and CAP have always been Democratic Party front groups aimed at deciding what mainstream corporate news media outlets cover. They've successfully pushed the news media further to the left over the last 20 years since the two organizations were founded. All right, It's the same old characters. It's John Podesta. It's Hillary Clinton. The ones that push the Russia hoax. It's the, it's the people inside the Department of Justice, the FBI, the DHS, all of them. We can see how clear this is, that it's, it's a partisan attack. But again, I don't want to make it partisan. I think that takes away from the severity of this. This is the government. It's people that have taken over a political apparatus, in this case, the Democratic Party. It could also be the Republican Party, that are using the, the, government, the political apparatus and the government apparatus, the DHS and all these government bodies, as well as the media, to push a totalitarian regime change. Okay? That is what's happening here. Drop the red or blue for a minute so you can see clearly what's going on. Drop the Trump derangement syndrome or the Biden derangement syndrome or whatever you have. Drop the, the tribalism and realize it's really about, I don't know, nationalism. It's about we, me, me and you, we the people. All right. Now, 
to sort of like uh, put a bow on this, we can just see that uh, things are starting to change. While we're seeing this massive shift in governments and typically, or unfortunately, on one really side of the aisle, like for example, one side, uh, and it's not, it's not one side. And that's why I just want to constantly stress this. So back to sort of this J6 narrative, there was plenty of Republicans that went along with it as well. Now, it was getting a new speaker in the House to finally get all the information released to the public, but you can't say it's just one party. It doesn't work like that, okay? It doesn't work like that. I just want to constantly just pound that into your, into your head. It's about me and you, we the people. It's about our freedom, our ability to choose. That's what matters. It's not about a political party. But like I said, this is a big shift that's happening. We're seeing the shift from free speech advocacy to now authoritarian tactics. We're seeing the transformation of the Democratic Party right before our very eyes, right? This is a fundamental alteration of how power is exercised and controlled, especially regarding the information, how information is disseminated, and of course, how we discuss this in the public. All right, now it does seem to be very, 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 very heavily biased to the left. All right, it does. But I want to make sure that we're not trying to go left or right. This is really about us, we the people versus them. Now, what we're seeing is that we're seeing a pushback of this. We're seeing the pendulum swing back against this. So a couple things that have happened that are amazingly uh, powerful. Well, obviously, it all starts with Elon Musk getting a hold of Twitter, opening it up for freedom of speech, and releasing the damning evidence to show this. That's where it starts. Now, I'm just going to go out and say that I have my doubts on Elon Musk, okay? Uh, he's done a lot of things that I think are really good, and I'm also suspect of him some, for some things as well. I cannot be, and neither should you, an intelligent person cannot be 100% behind anybody or anything, even my kids, which I love to death unconditionally, no matter what they would ever do, even if they were to commit murder, their worst thing ever, I would still love my kids. I would not approve of that by any means. So, and so, and, that, and that's my kid. So there's nobody that I fully love and support. There's always going to be things that they do I don't support, just like my kids. I don't support those things you've done. Elon Musk seems like a great guy. Republican Party, I mean, there's some good guys, there's some bad guys. Uh, even the good guys have done some bad things, right? Both sides do this. So I just want to make that clear here. But it does start with Elon Musk taking that over. Could he be controlled opposition? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We'll see as this unfolds. But what we do know is that's really where it started, and that's where the fight is right now. And as a matter of fact, as Media Matters is coming after him and trying to hit him in the pocketbook where it really counts, he's fighting back. And he just dropped this week what he's calling a thermonuclear uh, attack and launched a massive lawsuit against Media Matters. And at the same time, Trump's platforms, True Social, has also filed massive lawsuits. So we're seeing this take place. We have a court case going to the Supreme Court of the Biden administration trying to get back the right. Well, they don't even have the right. They were, they were told that they can't interfere with private companies anymore. And they're mad about that. That's going to the Supreme court. We're going to see how that plays out. Right. We're going to see how that plays out. We're going to see what happens with, um, with Elon Musk's lawsuit against media matters. We're going to see what happens with Trump's lawsuit against 
or his lawsuit with True Social. Now, I will say that while all of us were distracted, while we were all asleep at the wheel, while the media has scammed us by telling us that we should be paying attention to Trump and Biden, all we've ever cared about is our presidential election, which under Democratic Republic doesn't even really matter to us. What does matter to us is who's in my city council, who's on my, who's my mayor, who's my county supervisor, who's my sheriff, who's my governor. That's what matters to me. But yet nobody cares about that. Do you know who's on your city council? Do you know who's on your county supervisor board or your sheriff or your, you know, no, you don't. You know the president. You know some high-ranking members of the Congress, which don't even matter to you, but the things that do matter, you don't know. And that's the scam. You see, while we're all distracted with, hey, look over there at the presidency, they have slowly taken over the judges and the district attorneys and basically the court of law, which is why it's not that far gone, but it's a little bit sketchy. So we're relying on the courts now to see if they're going to withhold this. We're going to uh, uphold it. We're going to see what happens with the Supreme Court, which is why probably they've been trying to get Clarence Thomas out of there so hard. We're going to see what happens as these uh, Twitter, well, X, X lawsuits and true social law uh, lawsuits go through, and we'll see what happens. The big thing is that I want you to take away from this is one, there is a massive attack coming. It is what I'm calling the fight of our lives. If we don't keep control over our freedom to interact and speech, it's all lost. Two, you need to know the attack vector so you know how to defend yourself. Three, share this information, spread it with others so that people know what attacks are coming. Four, Talk about them specifically if you can with uh, lawmakers, if you can write them, send emails, make phone calls, and let them know, voice your opinions, and we can change this thing, all right? Benjamin Franklin said when he came out of Liberty Hall, you have a republic if you can keep it. And the totalitarians at the gate are trying to take that republic away, and it's up to you and I to defend that republic and keep it if we want it. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. I've been running through... What I think is the most important topic of our lifetime, and that is our freedom of speech and the totalitarians at the gate. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this talk. If you're listening on a, on a, on a podcast, please leave me a review. I'd love a review. It'd really help other people find it better. Hit me up on social media, at one Mark Moss. I'd love to hear from you. And that's what I got. Thanks for listening. Until next time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 